Hey, welcome back to the Pop Culture Hootenanny. I'm Dan. And I'm Justin. And we're here to talk about some more random nonsense. Random nonsense. <laughs> so, aside from the complaints about talking away from the microphones, uh, I feel like the people we work with that listened had good feedback. Yeah, and it seemed like it was a... Uh I was expecting a little bit more criticism from that corner, especially with the people that we deal that we deal <laughs> with. Deal. Yes. <laughs> yes, I I understand that. Yeah. But uh it was uh it was a good first run. I'm getting some still working out kinks obviously. But we'll get it in the long run. I think so. I think so. Uh so today's random nonsense. I mean I brought up the topic about commercials at work to you the other day. Right. Um, I don't know. My feelings on commercials, most of the time, I don't watch them. I, I, I DVR everything, so I just skip commercials. I think you're with about 90% of America at this point. Yeah. It's, it's horrible because if you watch something on YouTube or Hulu, if you don't pay for the upgraded packages, you watch commercials there. Right. And you can't skip them. Right. But TV, I record, just DVR everything, and then I just don't even watch commercials. Right. Uh, my my th- my thing is is when I can, I'll listen to YouTube videos, you know, random nonsense like we're discussing here. But there's always a Citibank ca- or a Capital One ad that plays like, and it's 14 seconds long, and it's the most in- horrible. It's like we've changed. We've turned into Capital One cafes, <laughs> and, and I just and now it's ingrained in my head. Yeah, uh, there's, I don't know, like I can't think of any commercials off the top of my head that just annoy me that I'm like, oh, not again. I, uh, I mean, yeah, even when I watch like the watch YouTube or something, I, I don't, I like zone out at commercials. I just like. Huh, what's going on here? And just I don't even pay attention. Like, and it's like, oh, the show's back, or the trailer's back. Whatever I'm watching. Well, I, you know, in my opinion, that has to do with the fact that most commercials themselves have barely anything to do with the product anymore. Like, like Lincoln's Matthew McConaughey commercials. Yeah. Are they selling Matthew McConaughey or are they selling the car that they show for 14 seconds after he's walking through the woods and doing his daily run? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Go swimming in this pool. You can go here. Here's a <laughs> here's the front quarter panel of a Lincoln. I'm going to go walk to this house and get a drink. <laughs> here's here's a three second glance at a Lincoln. Right. And then don't mind me playing pool while uh, while my guests stare at me with absolute amazement because it's Matthew McConaughey playing pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like, I like Matthew McConaughey, but I don't give a shit what he's doing. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's just a weird thing. Like, um, well, like, I used to want to, back when I, we had VHS tapes, for any of the listeners who are into that, and my guess is the... Most of them will understand. But VHS tapes, you know, you'd tape your show and you'd have to deal with the commercials along with it because it would be like the ABC Sunday night movie or Saturday night movie or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, 
And in between the umpteenth time I watched Return of the Jedi, there would be car commercials. But the weird thing about commercials now is they try and sell the feeling of what a new car is versus back when they were selling you like a town and country or a fucking station wagon or a sport coupe. They used to give you like they'd have the car on a turntable and it would be spinning and there'd be a guy out there going, the all new Ford Taurus, whatever, with this, this and this and this, you know, whatever, starting at. And, and they they try to tell you the new features of it or like the new engineering processes that they go through. And now it's just like, now we show you rugged conditions and people doing things, but you'll never do them because you're driving back to forth and work in it. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's funny talking about car commercials too because earlier today I was listening to Bob Seger and like a rock was on mm. and my wife looks at me and goes why are you listening to this car commercial right and she's right like that song you can't think of that song without thinking of trucks if you're our age you're thinking of f-150s you're thinking of rangers you're thinking i mean it is it is they would, they would you know like what when did too when did jingles when did classic rock start making its way into car commercials because i remember like the nineties were the were the age where like either copyright infringement or like licensing deals started taking full effect. I mean, we've got Cadillac commercials with uh Led Zeppelin. It's been a long time since I rocky road. You know? I'm guessing it was just uh you know, bands weren't popular for a minute, so they were like, Yeah, we'll sell our music. Right. Uh, that's gotta be what it is. Or we're getting up there, we're not releasing as much material, but seems like Chrysler wants our shit for something. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. For nice. one million dollars. One billion dollars. Just dump a whole dump truck of money on my driveway and I'll give you my shit. Yeah, that's about what it seems like. That's what it seems like for almost anything now. You want an actor to stay on for another movie? <laughs> Dump a truckload of money in his driveway. What was it? Um, I think the the thing about commercials, they died down as soon as the internet became the most prevalent source of media consumption. Except for Super Bowl Sunday. Right, but even then. I mean, how many people give a shit about commercials now? Yeah, but people still tune in to watch commercials for the Super Bowl. I will... I will not watch commercials on like any show I watch, but I'll watch the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, for commercials. It be, it's be, it's because the advertisers give it their all and they pay the most money to have it on there. And about fifty percent is to see the movie trailers that are coming out. Right, for sure. Um, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. TV commercials, love them or hate them, they're here forever. As long as TV's a thing, I think. But, like, yeah, I don't think people watch them anymore. It's like a pointless thing. Well, you know, just like MTV. You know, MTV was popular and music television was music television. VH1 was because you couldn't get those music videos whenever you wanted. You waited around to listen to Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> you waited around till you waited around to, you know, see Janet Jackson if you're nasty, that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Or when the Beastie Boys would come on, you know, you wanted to see that music video. Now it's at the touch. Well, I mean, it's all instant access. I mean, we were 
we were in high school at the time where it was like, we got to make it home so we can see TRL because I want to see if Eminem's got a video there or oh if yeah. Blink-182 is going to have a video. Oh yeah. Who's going to dethrone the pop music this week? Oh, yeah. Like, that was a thing. And now music videos are like, oh, yeah, you can watch them on YouTube, but, yeah, you know, who cares about music videos? It's right. not what it was 10 years ago. No. I mean, you can even tell based on the production of music videos now, it's like everything has to be extraordinarily grand and crazy. Just or oversimplified. Yeah. Like, you watch videos, it's like, eh, here's a new video for this, and it's just literally the lyrics to the song in different different fonts coming up on the screen and you're like oh i guess this is a video and whatever it's in papyrus i like this song but i don't think this is really a video that's funny i was uh it's weird too because you've got two different types of like music video stylings it's either the like the band is just playing and the lead singer is looking somber singing his song or it's like some hyper stylized crazy rendition of like what was that uh i remember i was i was at the gym and all the tvs had uh one tv is specific specified for music videos and it's the music they're playing over the the speaker system okay and it was Katy perry's dark horse it is the most ridiculous looking fucking music video I've ever seen. I mean, I'm sure there's worse, but I haven't seen a lot of music videos since then because I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> but when I've you're forced to stare at something, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Katy Perry looks hot. But yeah, I pretty much I will watch a uh, video if Newfound Glory releases a video. I'll watch that because I get their email updates. So. I know when they have a new video out, I'll watch that. Or Blink-182, because they're some of my favorite bands, and I'll watch their videos. But other than that, it's like, yeah, I could care less about most right. music videos at this point. Right. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, one of the other commercials, I think, back to commercials, I guess, Uh that I ever saw. Did you ever see the Super Bowl? It was, it was for the Super Bowl. I think it was about six or seven years ago. It was, it played the music to the Godfather, and the guy wakes up with, like, the engine and nothing but mortar oil all over the bed, and it's yeah. supposed to be the rendition of when the horse's head is cut off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty fucking clever. I don't know what that commercial was for, but. I think it was Audi. Maybe. I could be wrong. But I remember it. Yeah. Is uh, it is crazy. I mean, I feel like really bad commercials are what get ingrained in your head. Oh, absolutely. Like Affleck commercials with Gilbert Godfrey, <laughs> no, it, and it's not even a commercial. It's more that just his voice doing that, and you're just like, "Wow, this is ridiculous." <laughs> <laughs> or. Like the Geico commercials? Oh, yeah. The Geico Cavemen? The Cavemen commercials are amazing. I mean, they got a TV show out of that for a season. Yeah, for, yeah it was like it was like it had a pie. It, it, wasn't it called Caveman? Just yeah. Caveman, yeah. yeah. And it was like they were like 
three cavemen operating inside of a modern society just dealing with their caveman problems with <laughs> whatever something bigotry like that. that comes with being a caveman. Yeah, it was something like that. But it was, you know, there was a TV show that came directly from a commercial. Oh, yeah. There's not many. I, I think there's, I can't even recall one more other than that. Yeah, that, like I can't think of anything else that would have been like that. I, it was, and it wasn't. I mean, it, not like the commercials were good and warranted anything. They it was, you know, a commercial for insurance. And hey, people seem to enjoy these. Let's make a TV show. Right. Somebody got paid for that. Well, I mean, did you see the uh, uh, Geico is celebrated? It's, I think it was 45th or 50th, or maybe even older than that, 70th. I know Geico's been around a long time, but. Uh, and they did a they did a whole month where they ran all their old commercials yeah. as part of the deal. Yeah, it was pretty funny to me. Yeah, they are like they're funny still, but at the same time, it's like, wow, I remember this commercial like twenty years ago when oh I yeah. was a kid. Oh yeah, and the uh, Pepsi commercials were have changed quite a bit, if not at all. I mean, we went from. The kid sucking himself into a bottle at the beach, and everyone thinking that was the most hilarious shit in the world, to, what's her name, uh, Kylie Jenner, <laughs> trying to solve all political strife <laughs> by handing an officer and with a riot shield a Pepsi. Yeah, I why just, not? I just, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, uh, it makes no sense at all, but, <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. Pepsi, solving the world's problems. <laughs> I mean, I don't even drink pop, but I was never a bigger. I was always a a Coke fan over Pepsi. Oh yeah, same here. But I don't, I don't know. I just Coke, really Coke commercials. Yeah, I only think of winter time with the the polar Santa bears. Claus and the polar bears. Yeah, that's it's about it ever runs. Still, they until they started putting names on bottles. Yeah, that's a thing I don't understand either. So. <laughs> Like, uh, my wife can't figure out, can't find one with her actual name on it. Not that she looks, but she knows she won't be able to find it because she can never find the, the keychain that souvenir gift shops that have all the thousands of names, but she can't find hers for some reason. So she just stopped looking for anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird thing, too, like souvenir gift shops. It's like all this crap that you that they want you to buy. You'll buy something that breaks by the time you get home or before, or you'll buy it, buy a shirt or something, throw it in a box or in the back of your closet for <laughs> who knows how long, and then you'll be, like, cleaning out your closet. Oh right. Yeah, I remember when we went here, bought this shirt, never right. wear it. Right. I think I'd say... About a good 15% of all my clothes at my house are souvenirs from places that in ill-fitted sizes that will not fit on my body correctly. <laughs> yeah. Random stuff. It's I don't, you know. See, now we're getting off topic of the commercials. Well, that's what that's we do here. It is absolutely This is pop culture hoot nanny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, like, Movie trailers, I've watched a couple. 
Uh, I watched the trailer for Rainbow Last Blood. Have you watched that one? I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it. Uh, I have no idea what it's about, but I'm going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) this one takes place in America. He's back home. Uh Uh-oh. On his family farm. He's on his family farm. Oh. And they're coming after him. That's that's what I got out of it. So John Rambo can't decide where he wants to live anymore? (laughs) I mean, wasn't he trying to get away from society in the last one? He was living in, like, Singapore or fucking Indonesia. Yeah, like in the middle of the jungle, (laughs) being a snake. He had a hunt. Now he had a hut in the middle of the jungle. And now he's he's a homesteader in Kansas. Wherever, yeah, (laughs) something. I'm like, I, I know I'm going to watch it because it's Rambo, and I've seen all the Rambo movies. Of course. And so, of course, I know I'm going to watch the movie, but yeah, watch the trailer. I'm like, I don't, okay, he's going to kill some people? He's setting some booby traps. He's going to kill these people, I guess. That's, what's the, that's what this movie's about. Um, Okay. I'm going to guess, if just as a as a. P- to prophesize the storyline of a movie, John Rambo has done too many things and has some kind of secret that the government doesn't want him to have. And I'm going to assume, given the political situations of today, it's going to reflect something to do with the Russians in Afghanistan in Rambo 3, was it? When he fights the Hind D helicopter on a horse? <laughs> was uh, that Rambo 3? 3 or 4. Yeah. I don't know. He leads the battalion of revolutionaries. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It could be. I don't know, but the tagline is, they drew first blood, he will draw last blood. Ah, It's finally over. It's going to finally be over. But I thought nothing was over. (laughs) Nothing is over. Yeah, I don't know. It's over, John. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what else did I watch? I watched the Child's Play trailer. That looks horrible. Garbage. I I I I have no problem with revivals of old horror movie classics. Is in in being is that I am not the classic horror movie fan that you are, but I did watch enough of Child's Plays to understand the concept, and this one looks like they just was like. Let's just put Chucky in a movie again, and let's have it not be anything spiritual or nothing creepy. It's just sentient AI is what I'm gathering. But they show, like, the weird guy in the basement making microchips. So I'm like, is this, like, a hacker takes over this one dowel? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It just it looked bad. Yeah. I wasn't going to watch it anyways because movies with dowels creep me out. Can't watch them. <laughs> Ever since the first Child's Play movie, I was watching it when I was a kid at my neighbor's house, and he had a My Buddy doll, and his mom came home and saw what we were watching and thought it would be funny to just move the doll into the middle of the hallway and just set it in the middle of the hallway, so you flip the hallway light on and the doll's just sitting there. It's like, nope, I'm done. (laughs) Fuck this. (laughs) I'm going home. See you later. (laughs) Uh, how is that phone call to your parents? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a five-second run to my front door. Like, oh, yeah. there you go. Like, nope, I'm out. I'll 
if this is real, he can murder you and your family. I'm out of here. <laughs> Just saw what that doll did on TV. Fuck this. I'm I'm Fuck gone. That. What is it? Man, I just uh. All those movies, though, like anything with dolls, I don't know what it is. Like, I can watch any of the horror movies. They don't bother me, but dolls creep me out. So I take it like Annabelle and all that stuff. You're yeah, not, I never yeah. watched it. Yeah, I watch a ghost movie, doll, no, I'm out. A lot of people Puppet like Master it. movies. I was just about to say Puppet Master. And they're, they're bizarre movies anyways, but like they're blatant Nazi propaganda. Like, you watch those movies now. There is a lot of Nazi propaganda going on in them. Really? Yeah. Swear. I mean, the last one that came out was something about the... Something about the Third Reich, I want to say. It they came out with one not that long ago. Maybe two or two or three years ago now. <laughs> but, yeah. I just... I don't know what it is. Dallas? I'm, I'm out. I can't do Dallas. Yeah. I was, uh... What's the one? One of our listeners will certainly get this. There's one where it's like it's like a, not a troll doll, but it has long hair. It's a tiny thing. It's kind of got like almost like voodoo looking qualities to it, and it attacks with a knife just like Chucky does. I know what you're talking about. I cannot think of that movie. There is a sequel to it too. Because it, it was like a made-for-TV movie, I want to say. Was it? I think it was. And it was like, oh, what, what the fuck was it? They were like little, they almost looked like little tiki masks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what was it? I can't, oh, yeah, I don't remember what it was. I'm sure someone's like screaming at us right now like, Hey, what's this, you dumbasses? You dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude. I Because I feel like they had like a little, like it had like a little spear too, but yeah, I don't know. But I, like I remember weird, weird horror movies and I've been fascinated. Like if it's a horror movie that involves an animal as being the monster fascinates the hell out of me. Don't know why. Always has. Ever since I was little and saw Night of the Lepus. Night of the Lepus. Yes, if you've never seen it, it's a horror movie that basically something happens, a comet passes the earth or something, and rabbits grow, like, gigantic. like Exponential in size. 30-foot tall rabbits. <laughs> you sure you are watching Attack of the Killer Bunnies? It's Killer Large Bunnies. It's called Night of the Lepus. Real movie. That's probably what my friend was saying back in the day. Um... And it is, like, you watch the movie, and all the shots of the rabbits, like, rolling through the towns and stuff is, you can just tell, because when it was made, it was, like, late 60s, early 70s, I want to say. And it's, like, rabbits, like, actual rabbits going through, like, a model of the town. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's the only And then they do. have, like, red paint fake blood on their face so it looks like they ate people it's just a weird movie and it like it was one of the first like animal horror movies that i ever 
remember seeing that. I was like, what is this? And I fell in love with the weird animal genre of animal horror movies. Yeah. But there's that. There's the movie S- which is uh, like a... S- That's the name of the movie? Yes. It's like seven S's. <laughs> and it's like a mad scientist has a female king cobra. Uh-huh. And he's trying to find the perfect mate. And how he's trying to find the perfect mate is his daughter's boyfriends. He turns them into snakes. And when they don't transform completely into a snake, he sells them to carnivals, like a sideshow, like the Snake Man. It's l- it's a bizarre movie again, but it's so fascinating. If I could find it on VHS, I would buy it. If I could find it on DVD or Blu-ray, I would definitely own it. I would buy the VHS just for nostalgia alone. <laughs> but... So that wasn't a mistake. I would buy it on VHS. But um, what other ones? Like, there's so many. I remember, I can't remember what it was called, but I remember a horror movie that involved killer slugs. Like, people would get attacked by slugs. Like, there would be a whole, like, pack of slugs under the ground, and they would have a tunnel, and the ground would, like, people would, like, sink, fall into sinkholes and get attacked by slugs cannot remember what that movie was called, but I remember the movie. Uh, yeah. Animal horror. I, I, every time. I assume you've seen Slither. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. I was uh, basically just thinking to myself, you said slugs. It's got Slither has Michael Rooker, Nathan Fillion, right? Is it Nathan Fillion? I think so. Was it? Who was the female in that movie? Who was the main girl? Mm-hmm. Was that Christine Bell? Not Christine Bell. Who's the girl that? Not the one married to Dax Shepard. Yeah, I don't know. I God can't. Damn it! Who is the girl from? Uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Was it her? Maybe. I'm not sure. Hey. Yeah, I can't think of it. Like, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Well, it came out, what, 15 years ago at this point? Or more. I feel like... Yeah, I feel like that's right, but I don't know for sure. And I'm too lazy to look it up. (laughs) Let's see here. I'll Google it. We'll find out here. Oh, man. So commercials kind of took the high side. Yeah, well, animal horror movies better. Of course it is. This is sci-fi. The sci-fi movies, amazing. 2006, so yeah, almost 15 years. Yeah. 13 years, let's see here. Who's in this cast? Yeah, Elizabeth Banks, Michael Rooker, Nathan Fillion, Greg Henry. Have you ever seen the movie Payback with Mel Gibson? Yes. The guy that likes getting beat up by Lucy Liu. Do you you remember him? He was the he was the bad guy who was like he wasn't the big bad guy, but he was the guy that betrayed that started the whole thing and took Porter's money and got his wife addicted to heroin or Yeah. All yeah. that shit. He was the mayor in that movie. And I remember once the 
because he was you guys the whole point was you're supposed to try and f- like you weren't supposed to but the alien would get inside you right the slithery slug thing would get inside you and then they just throw you raw meat and they could only find people in the town t- so they locked everybody in the basement and i remember he's sitting there he's like these are people these are voters <laughs> And he's fighting off the hunger. He's like, oh, man. And he's crying as he's eating people. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. Like, bad movies are one of my favorite things in the world. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've recommended a few to you. Surf Nazis Must Die. Surf Nazis Must Die. Who controls the beaches? (laughs) (laughs) It's... So bad and so good. <laughs> Who controls the surfers? Nazis. <laughs> I swear we're not Nazis. We just watch weird shit and it comes up a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a goddamn horror movie with one of the most panned out fight scenes I've ever seen in my life. It's like they decided to film the whole fight scene between like what was it the the head bag the head guy and then like the the right-hand man vying for control in a hangar from, like, 120 yards away. <laughs> yes. He's <laughs> like, oh, we couldn't get the zoom lens today. Someone else had it. So, so just do uh, what you can. Well, we're already set up, I guess. Well, you want him to move closer? No, no, we're we're set up. Just do it on Mark. We'll just film from back here. No but what about all those moves I've been practicing? Yeah, we're none of, nothing in the world going to get picked up. No. Don't worry you about could it. Take we a have swing. it. You could take a swing at it, like in Rocky, and, and miss, and and, <laughs> and no one will know the difference. It's it's going to be great, I swear. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. We got this. Oh, man. Yeah. Serve Nazis must die. Totally <laughs> worth it. Or Kung Fury. Oh, Kung Fury was fantastic. Yes. That's my bicep. That's how it starts. Yeah, that's my bicep. Yeah. <laughs> was struck by lightning and bit by a snake. And bitten by a cobra at the same time while fighting a red ninja. I learned the powers of Kung Fury. Amazing. <laughs> somebody told me, I don't know if it was you or if it was uh, Ingram, but somebody told me that the Chinese... His partner, the cop partner, yeah, was one of the biggest donors to the movie, and they offered him a spot in it. So like, he paid for like ten percent of the movie. So they gave him that role where he'd be the partner, <laughs> not Triceratops, but the Chinese guy. Yeah, the guy that gets, that gets cut killed, in half in <laughs> and the his beginning. tongue somehow survives the, the yes. cleaving. Yes, he gets cut in half, and oh his tongue's still there. Uh, uh, why not? I love that movie. It is. It's totally worth watching. The ending fight scene is amazing, given the nature of the budget and the fact that it made it look like it was like a early '90s side-scrolling, like Final Fight, Double Dragon type scenario. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, what other ones? Uh, there's so many. I mean. Last time I talked about my my joy of killer clowns from outer space. That's yep. a great one. Um, like I said, the sci-fi movies, sci-fi Saturdays, 
their their horror movies are always good. I mean, I think there's about six Lake Placid movies. I've seen them all. Uh, I had no idea past the first one. Uh, yeah, they're all made for sci-fi now. So I I, I take it the uh, cast of well-known actors keeps diminishing it with each passing movie. You would think, but. I mean, they have the regulars for sci-fi movies, so you get Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo uh, Lamas, the renegade. I love that show. <laughs> used to watch that show. That show would be on in the at like 11.30 at night. You'd watch that, and then after that, Monster Jam would come on. You could watch the Monster Truck Rallies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember from being like 12 years old. It was What was it? Uh, renegade was kind of like the Knight Rider... The Night Rider of the nine early nineties, right? Wasn't that basically what it was? It was like well, lone of. renegade man with with a history of breaking the law. Helps kinda. out random strangers. Kinda. Except he didn't have a talking car, he rode a motorcycle. Well yeah. And he had it. his his group of two to help him. Right. Well, I mean, of course, like you go into that category, it's like you got like MacGyver and Magnum PI. Yeah, MacGyver had Dalton. Yep, who ended up having more. He was a better career than Richard time. Dean Anderson after Stargate, the series. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. Because it was cool to have three names in the nineties, just like Jan Michael Vincent from Airwolf. <laughs> Calling all Jan Michael Vincents. Sorry, that's a Rick and Morty reference. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Calling all Jan Michael Vincents. There's only allowed to have two Jan Michael Vincents in each quadrant. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Actually, Lorenzo Lamas reminds me. He's got He's got a really good movie. That's a bad movie, but I enjoy it. It's called The Snake Eater. Where he's like, uh, basically his family gets murdered by crazy rednecks. They're on like a riverboat trip. I swear. They're on a riverboat trip. And his family, like crazy rednecks take over. They attack the boat. They, they kill his dad. And they rape his sister. And... Somehow, I don't even know how he finds out about any of this. Finds all the all of them and hunts them down one by one, killing them in a series of random corny deaths. <laughs> and it's a great movie. There's actually two of them. Snake Eater 2 is also a movie. <laughs> it's uh, totally worth the watch. I uh. recommend them greatly. It sounds like the beginning of a porno. The name of a porno? <laughs> Jenna Jameson in Snake Eater. That could have been also. It probably was. I mean, come on. Oh, man. Out of curiosity, did did, did uh, Snake Eater end with a shot, sawed-off, double-barreled shotgun? I have to imagine there was one in, in, in that movie. I'm sure there was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there was. I cannot tell you. I'm sure there was a lot of weapons that were fired and never reloaded. 
<laughs> Just because the time? Anything made by Orion. <laughs> it probably wasn't an Orion picture, but no, I'm sure not? it was... Uh, actually, that child's play might be an Orion picture. The new one? Yeah. What? I swear when I watched the trailer, or it, maybe it was Rambo. It might have been Rambo. Rambo would make more sense than Child's Play. Ryan was done. So did I, and I swear I saw it. I don't know if it's just because it's a Rambo movie and it has to be there. Just another failed production company. Find it here. Seems like some pretty eerie music for a Rambo movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're about to play Rambo. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get copyrighted for this? Oh, I can't. Anyways, I have an iPhone. No, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I need the adapter. Oh. I might have one down here. Hold on. I have a regular one. Oh, there it is. Speaking of horror movies, did you see the uh, announcement for the three from hell? Or the three, three to hell? No, it's the last. It's the Rob Zombie trilogy is being ended. Oh, for House and uh, Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's the last. It's I guess it's the third movie. Well, so I will watch that for sure as well. Also enjoyable movies. Never did watch Lords of Salem. Uh, no reason particular. I just never found time to watch it. I mean, I did not hear good things about it, but I'll watch it anyways. Right. Man. Oh, I'm just finding Devil's Rejects clips here. I think it was just announced. I don't think there was an actual trailer out for it yet. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, there was, uh, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched Black Mirror. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think people way overreacted. I don't know, maybe I'm just not as homophobic as other people. I didn't think it was nearly as homoerotic as people were making it out. Right. I, it did not go where I was thinking how... From the reactions I heard, I thought it was going to end up with the two dudes just having going to going to town, going to town <laughs> in like in real life, not just in their game. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched, but uh, no, that never happens. They kiss once, and it was like, yeah, no, 
I'm not feeling this. Uh, must not be gay. There's <laughs> a, uh, you know, there's uh, there's protests coming from certain people. Is it because it's Falcon? Yeah, maybe because it's Anthony Mackie. Perhaps that's what it is. No, Anthony Mackie, you've got the shield now. You're not allowed to do these things. Right. It is pretty great that he gets the shield and then this comes out after. Right. And you're like, oh. He's trying to diversify his portfolio as an actor, damn it. Hey, why not? Right. No, uh, but all three episodes are pretty good. I mean, holds up to the standard. I feel like that show is basically like a more modern version of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Because really, when you watch that show, it's... That is just to judge a person's moral compass. That is the that is what that show boils down to. It's morality tales. Oh yeah. Just like the Twilight Zone was. Right. Now it's way more extreme. Of course, they go a lot farther, but same same uh premise basically. Yeah. I would say that. I've uh, see I've only seen and I'm going to get some flack for this at work because I have people who've been telling me to watch every season for the longest time now. And uh, I think I've watched maybe four episodes of season one. I think I've watched one episode of season two. I just, I, there's a part of me that because it's so close to a reality that's possible, it kind of freaks me out in a way. I don't, I, th- I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I I guess it, that's a. That is true. It could. It is something that could be relevant in the near future. Right. But I don't know. I guess I've never looked at it that way. Right. I've always looked at it from an entertainment standpoint. So right. It yeah. is worth the watch. I'll be uh I'll be caught up by the next time we do another podcast because I can't <coughs> I can't outlive the fact that. I have too many people to talk to at work that have seen it, and I can't discuss any of it with them. So, um, what else did I watch? I watched. Uh, I've been watching some documentaries on yeah, wherever I can find them. I watched uh, some. I don't know, just random stuff. Nothing. Nothing really popped out. Can't think of any movies that I haven't that I've. I mean, there's a ton that I should watch that I got to get caught up on, but then I just don't, and I get sidetracked with other stuff. So I've been watching mostly random music documentaries about random people. Well, like who? Uh, I'm watching one called The Boys about the Sherman Brothers, who wrote. Most of the music for Disney from basically the 60s, 70s, 80s. Most of the music, uh, you know, like The Jungle Book, Mary Poppins, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Like, it's all Sherman Brothers songs. They wrote so much music, you probably don't know anything about them. It's very true, I don't, and I consider myself pretty official on a lot of that shit what uh i mean like it's always those are 
Well, those are diverse movies, so I mean, obviously they have a repertoire of styling. What are they, uh, both composers, or is it one of them just like... Oh, uh, I think one does the lyrics. I, I've only watched about, I don't know, maybe half of it or so. Oh, okay. But it, it seems like, th- well, A, they don't even talk to each other. They don't get along. <laughs> it's very weird. You're what watching is it like this. like Penn and Teller? <laughs> uh, kind of, where you're like, eh, no, that's not us. We just work together. And they're the brothers? Yeah, they're brothers. They're like five years apart, but yeah, they just, I don't know. They just don't get along for some reason. That I If, if they do div- divulge why they don't get along, I haven't got that far. But it's uh, it's pretty interesting so far. Yeah. Worth watching. Uh, other than that, I don't, I don't know what else I've watched. I watch too much stuff. Watched Ray Donovan. Watched six seasons of Ray Donovan in about two weeks. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I think I ended it. I ended with Ray Donovan right after. What is it? One of the guy. Ugh, damn it. Like he broke the dude's arm in the pool table. I think that was the second to last episode that I watched. That's the only thing I can remember from that. That must have been early on. It was like a lawyer, or almost like the same thing as like the Rocky Five thing, like touch me and I'll sue type situation. And because nobody fucks with Ray Donovan. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Not gonna lie, he breaks a lot of arms in that show. Oh yeah. So I couldn't not tell you where it happened. Uh, I, I mean, it was good too, though. I think there's another season of that coming out this fall, maybe. I don't yeah. As far as I know, it wasn't canceled. So. Yeah. Showtime's got to keep their run going until they get the next big hit. Yeah. Uh, what else have I started? I started to watch Outcast on Cinemax, which is based off the Robert Kirkman comic book. It's not bad so far. I've only watched a couple episodes, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't watched shit lately. It's kind of disappointing for my my deal. I've been playing a lot of games and just doing a whole bunch of nonsense. Too much stuff going on around the house right now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a gamer, so I don't do that. Yeah. But there's... Uh, I don't know. I've been disappointed in like the the all the apps because I have all the apps for all the like all the channels I can watch whatever, but like HBO I can't download on HBO or Cinemax on the apps, so I can't watch any of that when I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> <laughs> but oh no! But you know everything else like sh- Stars, Showtime you can download, so I. I watch more stuff on Stars and Showtime than I do on Cinemax. Netflix, you can download some. Some stuff you can't download. Like uh, Happen Leonard, I watch that show. And I the, you can't download it, so I haven't downloaded Season 3 of Happen Leonard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now I'm just off on a tangent. That's all right. It's our time, I guess. It's somebody else's time eventually. 
<laughs> but it's our time right now. That's right. You tuned in. You got to listen to whatever I say. <laughs> deal like, with it. It's the wedding singer. And you will listen to every goddamn thing I have to say. Just don't, uh, just subscribe and don't, don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> we just need your clicks and, and views, people. We don't need, we don't need care if you absorb this content or not. I mean, really, what is there to absorb? Yeah, just download. You don't even have to listen, just download. I think that should be our opening from now on. You can download. Listen, don't listen, just download. Right. So, I haven't seen it yet, but I guess Aladdin is a lot better than that's um, what I the hear. First, uh, yeah, impressions I of people had. I haven't watched it yet either. I'm sure I will eventually. My buddy said Will Smith does kind of like a bit for about a good like 15% of the time he's in the movie. It's like almost like tributing to John or uh, to Robin Williams. But uh, the rest of it is Will Smith, and yeah. he does it well. So, yeah the uh, the only thing I have with it was someone told me that it was better than the Robin Williams genie, and I said that was blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like our good friend Shiloh will say, you can't possibly know if unless you've seen it. But. As a Robin Williams fan, I hold true to your statement. <laughs> That's right. Tis blasphemy, sir. Sight unseen. Three blasphemy. strikes with the lash. Yeah, man. And it came from someone at work that I won't name because I don't name names like he does. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude. There was something... Uh, I won't name names, but let's just say somebody with a lot less seniority had a radio today for a while or yeah. for a short bit. Yeah. And uh, most of the people who I work with consider him to be one of the best workers on the line. Absolutely. I agree. And he's got the radio and my and uh, somebody and my, my workstation partner and I were discussing the fact that this other person. If anyone need deserved to be have a radio at any point, it would have been him. If he had been hired in with us, he'd be a permanent team leader. Anyways, probably yeah. He's got a he's got a, <laughs> a radio on this morning on break, and the person who you just named comes up from behind and says, "Man, they chose the wrong motherfucker." <laughs> and I go, "Hey man, can you do drive shafts?" He goes, no. I said, well, he can. And then <laughs> uh, Ed <laughs> said, <laughs> all the names are changed to protect the innocent. Uh goes, what about you, Silcox? And I said, no, that's why I don't have a radio. <laughs> just, I don't know. I don't know. I understand. It's yeah, I... Uh, I did have a radio today, and uh, it took two of us to do one man's job. Yeah. T-Rod, come back. <laughs> Baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. 
but yeah, I gotta start listening to more shit. I've been off my game. Documentary-wise, I've been off my game too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everything that comes out lately, documentary-wise, is like the same stuff. It's like, uh, here's a health food documentary. Sugar's bad. This is bad. This is bad. You should only eat this. Right. Um, here's a link to the website where you can buy this exact thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I d- music documentaries are all about, uh, like. 80s and 90s bands of dead people lately. Right. Like, uh, I mean, last year there was, within the last five years, I'll say, there were a lot of Kurt Cobain, which, I mean, I like Nirvana, but I don't need to watch, even though I did, watch, like, all of the documentaries I could find. Like, this is, like, all the same stuff, just different people, different order. Oh, yeah. But it was all the same. The only documentaries that I've watched, and I think I, w- I probably watched it probably a dozen times all the way through, was um, Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. And the one of the reasons why I end up watching it all is probably because I absorbed most of it subconsciously because I would be asleep. Because <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson's voice is so sultry and, and so docile tones. Docile tones. The universe is a wonderful place, full of a grand spectacle. But also, I mean, that's what uh, Carl Sagan sounded like, too. You know, he kind of had that thing. But that was the last major documentary I watched. I mean, I watched Making a Murderer. Which I, Did you ever watch Making a Murderer? I did. I watched the first season, not the second. Dude, I watched this video on YouTube that talked about the fact that, like, you know, the whole country was in an uproar about that move, about that sh- show, because you know, make you know, release him from jail. He sh- didn't do this because uh, you know the court of public opinion is so fucking strong. Yeah. But there's a lot of evidence that they didn't add into that documentary. Well, I mean, I look, there's always two sides to a story, and that is, they don't talk to a lot of, you know, a lot about anything from the police police's standpoint or right. point of view. The one thing, if he had a lawsuit against the town and it was supposed to be county sheriffs there and the local police were there, that's fucked up. Yeah. The local police should not have been there if they had a lawsuit against them. Right. So that alone is, like, that was enough where I was like, oh, I mean, that's pretty fucked up. That should be something... But, I mean, yeah, overall, the guy is, uh, dude, he's got a much more hostile background than that, than that documentary let on. Like, uh, I, I can't remember exactly the source, but it was talking about how we perceive things versus what the reality of certain situations are. And, like, he had a thing where he was re- on record as to, like, torturing animals and throwing cats into fires and stuff. Yeah, like, that's, um. <laughs> like prior, to, Like, a week prior to his arrest, he threatened to kill, his, like, his cousin or his, his this... Like, they're saying that uh, part of the reason why he may have killed that girl was because 
Uh, he was trying to get with another girl in town that he had had a crush on, and she rejected him so harshly, and, like, he sta- stood out in the street and, like, threatened to kill her and shit just a week or two before the event happened. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, you know, I get it. And, yeah, you watch that, and you're like, yeah, this guy is innocent. What the fuck? Right. But then when you stop to think, you're like, wait, no. I mean, you're only seeing his side of the story here. Right. This is... This is a documentary made about him, so they're only going to highlight the good points. They're not showing all the fucked up shit that's going on. Right, right, right. Pay no attention to the man behind the Bob Curtain. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you know? And and that's why America is what it is. You mean awesome? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's totally awesome. Oh, yeah. Um. And I'm not trying to talk bad about anything, but yeah, yeah. One-sided opinions rule the day. That's true. I never saw that, but I read a headline about it once, and I have an opinion on that headline that I read. That is correct. I'm not going to go so far as to read the entire article. I'll just read the caption (laughs) and make all my presumptions from there. It's like, I will not read this book. It has a big word on the cover. (laughs) (laughs) I will not read this book. It's written by a guy that I don't care that I don't care much for. I mean. Yeah, but but if you put Batman in front of it, everyone will read it. It has my attention immediately. How does it's? It is crazy to me how that works, because the the concept of hypothetical characters, and not even hypothetical, but I mean like a fictional characters in their daily lives, is more interesting to me than the daily lives of our own congressman or 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 a business or executive or a mayor, like. Or real life in general. Right. Like, what was it? Like, a lot of people don't know much about what Bill Gates has been doing. Some people do. Do you know what Bill Gates has been doing since he retired from Microsoft? Uh, donating a lot of money. He know, gave half his fucking fortune away. Philanthropist? Yeah, he gave half his fucking fortune away. He was worth like $86 billion, and he gave away half of it just because he didn't need it and knew he would never have to spend it. Now he's trying to do energy produ- safe, clean energy production and um, uh, disease prevention in third world countries. Yeah, why not? And he does. Hey. You know, other people retire to the Virgin Islands and you never hear from them again. You know. I mean... But, I mean, you basically have the people who have the money of Bruce Wayne doing things (laughs) that will eventually, more than likely, inevitably help humanity way further down the line than anything that can be written in a Batman comic. But Batman has my attention. Absolutely. And why wouldn't he? I mean, it's way more fascinating than what's going on in our everyday (laughs) lives. (laughs) Work this down. Here's another chassis. Ooh. Right. Oh, don't get a red light. 
How dare you get a red light? Don't you understand we've got three million more of these to produce? <laughs> you know it's really bad when you hear over the radio when you get when you specifically get a light. Who's down there talking to Justin? <laughs> Swear that's come I across the radio. I believe it hundred percent. Come across the radio way more than you would imagine. I would believe it. Is it is it usually Matt? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it I, is. I have to imagine it would be. Because he knows when I get he goes that's one of the things, headphones be damned. He knows when I got headphones in, I'm not talking to anybody, and I, w- I run perfect. <laughs> right. <laughs> you get me distracted with conversation, and it all falls apart. So, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, today I felt like I had to avoid you, so we didn't talk, so we didn't ruin any conversation at work. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I don't, yeah, like... Life is boring, so we let's talk about make believe, and right. that's why we started a podcast. Right? That's right. So, whatever it is, I don't know. It's just uh, everyday life is mundane, right? So more Batman and less mundane. Yep, I agree completely. Uh, speaking of Batman, yeah. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Thumbs down. I'm not going to be... I mean, I'm going to watch it because I watch them all. I watch the Aflac one, so why not the knees? You're, you're going to give him a chance, and he might... He'll, I, I, I have to imagine because of his age, because he's what? He's our age or younger, right? Probably, yeah. So it's going to have to be Batman early on in career. Not Batman Begins Batman, obviously, but like... I would imagine probably whatever movies he's going to be doing will be either setting up the roster for who's going to be known as the famous villains. You know, like, we can't have the Dan um, DeVito Penguin anymore. We're going to have to have somebody else. But from what I've heard, they're talking Catwoman Penguin. What? That's what I've heard. So, like, Batman Returns doesn't exist anymore. I guess. I mean, I, I get it. You have to. I mean, how, you, how else are you going to do it? Maybe they're afraid Pattinson won't cut, won't draw the attention, so they're gonna have to have a femme fatale being Catwoman, and maybe. But I mean, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman wasn't bad. No, it, she was good in a realistic sort of way. But I mean, I, I could you imagine Anne Hathaway as a Catwoman in a universe that would try to compete with the Marvel universe? Like, it's not gonna be a Black Widow. Yeah, but I don't Catwoman. think they're trying universe at this point. I think they're just going with whatever, you know, like we're going to make individual movies if they, if they, you know, they touch in the same, same world as this movie's taking place in, then okay. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. I mean, you can always say that's. Earth one, Earth nineteen, Earth whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, in I the mean, long run, you want to go with the falls, multiverse, right? If then you can. I mean, they did a multiverse better than Marvel ever did, a better one, anyways. Yeah, and they're trying to start a multiverse again. Yeah, and I'm uh, sketchy. Well, start destroy it all and start from the ground up. That's the only way you can. You got to have a good cornerstone movie. Maybe they're hoping that Joker is going to be the movie to do it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm torn on that. I watched that trailer, and I don't know what that movie's about. It's... Um, I saw this video that said it that, that that's not the Joker. Yeah, I, I don't... I didn't think it would be. I just don't... Uh, like, you see the trailer for that video, and you're like... Or that movie. And it's like, uh, okay... So he, he's a clown. He's, which, I I guess depending on what, because really there's I th- the only Joker backstory that I know is um is is it Alan Moore the the Killing Joke? Yeah, the one where he wears the red ho- the red pill hood. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, he's, he's just a guy down in his luck who makes a deal with the wrong people. Yeah, he's like a tr- wannabe stand-up comic down on his luck, and yeah, he becomes the Red Hood, and then he falls into the vat of chemicals that bleaches his skin white, turns his hair green, and gives him the creepy psychosis of psychosis smile. <laughs> but so that's really the only backstory that I. I'm familiar with, and I mean it's kind of the same backstory as as uh, 1989 Batman. He falls into the vat of stuff at the beginning, and he right. comes out with the white skin and the smile and the green hair. Right. So I mean that aside from aside from falling into the vat of chemicals, it's a blank slate for the most part. So you can do you can do the Alan Moore version. Where, you know, you're just coming along or whatever, you know. I mean, it's their movie, so they're going to make what they want to make, I guess. But is Alan Moore version necessarily got to be the one we do? It might be the most famous Joker origin story, but, I mean, did anyone have a problem with Jack Napier? Did anyone have a problem with how the Joker came in the 1989 Batman? I didn't. No, but like I said, I mean... You know, like, it's, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter what the story is. I just, like I said, the one I know the best is the Alan Moore. So the Killing Joke Joker is the best, you know, that's the best, that's the only one I really know to any extent. Right. And, yeah, I mean, you know, it's their property, so they can do whatever they want with it. They want to do, they want to make an all-new backstory. They want to follow that. They want to throw bits and pieces from whatever backstories. They're going to do what they want. It just sucks, though, because I think we all have expectations of what any one of these movies should be. And even though Warner Brothers definitely doesn't have the same kind of budget as Disney or Marvel, I mean, but Marvel and Disney's... Marvel's budget is well-earned and well-deserved. You know, Warner Brothers has to keep throwing out movies based off of trend issues. You know what I mean? Like, the advertising for the Joker or the new Batman is going to come specifically off of the hype that could be built off of it. Because they're going to sell merchandise. They're going to have product placement. They're going to have a whole bunch of shit. Because Warner Brothers need sponsorship. And they need money. You know? So, just like Maybach, when... You know, they call in Lois Lane and Justice League. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like they didn't need to show us that. 
But that was in that and being Jeep, whatever what was the the oh was the it? Renegade the Renegade. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna keep showing us the Jeep insignia for the first five minutes of the movie while he's speeding through the wreckage of Gotham City after Zod and Superman come through. Absolutely you know. right. But product placement to me, it's like the same thing as like Transformers, the movie Transformers, for example, when it when when you saw that Camaro, like they premiered the new Camaro with Bumblebee yeah. as Bumblebee, you know what I mean? But you know they gave it its own entrance music. It was that it was the beginning. It was that whole scene from Kill or that music from the Kill Bill soundtrack when. Oren Ishii and all of their crazy 88s are walking down the hallway. But, you know, like, how much product placement do you need in a movie? And granted... I mean, I guess it depends. Like, that movie is 80% product placement. Oh, yeah. Transformers was, yeah, for sure. You know, and, yeah, even, even a Batman. But, I mean, compared to... Most superhero movies, the Joker is a low budget, cheap movie. It looks like it. It definitely does. It doesn't and look like it required a lot. I mean, and hopefully it'll it'll work out. Right. I want it to be good. Right. I mean, but I don't have high expectations. But to be fair, I don't have high expectations for Warner Brother movies in general. So DC movies just they. I want them to be good, but I, you know, I don't, and it's not that I, I don't even like, like, even the Green Lantern, it's not a good movie, but that movie is geared towards kids when most superhero movies aren't, like, especially when you look at DC, their, their hero movies are not geared towards kids. Right. And that movie was, that's a kid's movie, which is why most people don't like it. So if you watch that movie, like, with a kid, a kid's going to like that because it's all imagination. Right. Or the lack thereof, you know, like, as they bring out with, you know, all the other aliens think of all these random things. Right. And Hal Jordan thinks of a gun. Right. So you're like, uh, you know, earthlings and their guns. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. How uncivilized. So, you know, when you look at it from that spectrum where you're like, if you watch that movie with with that in mind, that this is a kid's movie, it's geared towards kids, you can't have the adult expectations. Right. The movie is not as bad as it is. But the Joker looks like it's going to be an adult movie all the way. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the thing is, too, is I have, you know, the people who said they didn't like it or they weren't sure... Keep in mind, this is just the first trailer. Like usually, when we see trailers, and it doesn't seem to matter for any action movie, there's a, there's a multiple sets of trailers that get released prior to the release. Like the first one was the let's test the audience, let's test the waters, dip our toe in the in the pool real quick, just check the temperature. You know, the next trailer, I have a feeling if if the whole movie is Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix's character breaking and turning into the Joker that we know, then there's a lot more than what we've seen in those trailers. Well, plus, you look at movie trailers now, 
and you watch that, you watch almost any movie trailer, and there's about, if it's a full trailer, about a minute and a half full trailer, at least 30 seconds of that trailer isn't even in the movie. It's it's just a, it's a clip for the trailers. Right. Where you're like, you know, y- you're watching for something, for a joke from a trailer, and you're like, that joke wasn't even in the movie. Right. What? And it's, you know, I don't know. I just, I like I said, I don't have high expectations for it. I want to see it. I think it looks decent from what I've seen. I don't mind Joaquin Phoenix. I know a lot of people are, you know, not sold on him. He can't be much worse than Jared Leto. I was not a fan of his Joker. Most people weren't. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't even that it was a bad Joker. It was I think it was just like and it might not even have been him. It it could have just been how he was written as like a a thug, a gangster, like well, there was there was a specific comic written to where the Joker took on the gangster kingpin lifestyle for a while, like not the crazy gang of things. And like if you look at the different variations of the Joker, there's one where he has the like almost like the shaved side hair and then a like a warhawk or a fauxhawk or not a fauxhawk, um, like shaved on the sides, long on the top, and then pushed yeah. back like yeah. a businessman. And he's wearing a suit, and you know more so classical than than the one we know. But the issue with that is is that they have to stick with one Joker or another. I'm still under the theory that the Joker that we saw in Suicide Squad was Jason Todd. In that universe, I don't think Jason Todd was murdered. I don't think the I don't think the Joker beat him to death with a crowbar. I think. That was Jason Todd, and the original Joker died. I mean, that's it. Could be. We may never know. I mean, granted, again, we may never know. Probably will never know because they. I think they've abandoned that. That. Uh, yeah. Well, I. Who knows if the Joker will even be in Suicide Squad too? Right. Um, but you know, like the mo- I don't. From what I've seen, it doesn't. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look good. We'll see what happens. Like you said, it's the first trailer. It doesn't show a lot. Probably half of it's not even actual footage. It's just footage for trailers. Right, trailer footage. And it, that might very well be. But um, other than that, like, but I do want to watch. Like, I haven't watched any of the DC shows on their app. I'd like to watch them, but I just can't bring myself to pay for the app to watch them well i can tell you now one of the one of the reasons you would pay for that app is already gone they canceled swap thing after two episodes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know why I, i just know that they did yeah i'll watch it eventually like i said i mean that's how it is with all of it and I do enjoy Swamp Thing, though. Yeah. That is a bummer. Don't mean to break your heart. But that app's probably going to be gone in a few months anyways because Warner Brothers wants to do their own app. So right. you, why would you compete against yourself? You'll just 
Right. Absorb. Just absorb absorb it and make it part of your yeah. your adult content, whatever. I mean, like personally, I d- I don't understand why every major corp network or every major production company has it doesn't have their own app yet. Uh, they probably do in I mean some y- you're gonna, I mean stage of development. And, and when they finally do, do you know how how bad that's gonna kill Netflix? <laughs> like, well, I mean, I that's why Netflix buys as much IP as they can. Right. I mean, they bought the Mark Miller stuff. So, I mean, and I know they're doing a couple shows with that. I don't know what. I haven't really paid much attention to it, but I know, you know, so basically, if you don't know Mark Miller, he wrote Kick-Ass, he wrote The Kingsman, um, what else? I believe he was a writer on Civil War, the comic book, not the movie, um, I mean, he's wrote a bunch of comics, but his own, I mean, Kingsman is his. He owns Kingsman. He owns Kick-Ass, Hit Girl. Uh, uh, what else? I know there's a couple other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head. But I know Netflix bought, like, his stuff. So they have all his IP. They can do what they want with. I'm right. sure they'll make some shows out of that. Uh, I mean, Netflix is buying lots of stuff. They that the movie they have on there came out a couple weeks ago, Memorial Day weekend, I think. That Rim of the World. Oh, I looked at that. I saw that. I just want. I actually want to check that out. I think I have it downloaded and I haven't watched it yet. Okay. But it's uh, just one of those things on my list where I keep downloading stuff and don't watch it. There's uh, uh, just a show to keep the. I don't know if you're familiar with the the Witcher book series at all. You ever heard of that? I've heard of them. I've They're very good. They're very well written too. I got I've listened to two of their of his the dude's audiobooks. Um very well written characters. Uh very consistent as well as far as the story goes, but Henry Cavill since he gave up Superman or at least so that we know has been doing the Witcher series for Netflix. And it's funny cuz uh Jeff at work, he goes, <laughs> if you look at productions photos of like a random night, it looks like they're wearing armor made out of, <laughs> he said, nutsack, I believe he said. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe but When he showed me the picture, it actually looks like this, um, like, like this black, wrinkly, leathered, it almost looks like it, like in the in the books they said it was one of the armies was draped in seal skin because it was close to the sea, so they would use right. seal skin to do it. But either way, point is, is that the production still looks like nutsack. And I was like, Netflix, you got to get some things right. Don't kill the Witcher through bad production. I mean, if you're gonna kill the Witcher, just just don't do it. <laughs> but it's a great character, and. I hope it succeeds. I hope Netflix succeeds with a lot of their independent shows and a lot of their IP stuff. But yeah, Netflix, if you're listening, I got some. Yes, uh, please. I got a I got a movie script for you. Just yeah, uh, hit me up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They'll do it. They're like, 
<laughs> Sold. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Uh, oh, man. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, you know, there's so much content out there. It's hard to keep caught up on anyways. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're now drowning in a sea of content. And each breath is like a new series we have to watch <laughs> in order right. just to I mean, stay we're ahead of the curve. We are weeks away from Stranger Things season three. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. So that's going to be two days. I, that is, it. Wh- who who are the guys? Who are the the directors? It's um. Nah, I don't. I couldn't tell you. But all I know is is that they captured, the eighties. Goonie-esque adventure story to better, a T. They better than VH1. I love the eighties. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, dude. When I when I first saw that, I was so skeptical. I was like, you know, let's watch this Stranger Things. Tori was sitting on the couch. She was studying for her exams, and. uh Normally, I can't get her to either get on, like, especially when it's something like that you and I like or that most of our listeners probably like. Yeah. You know, if it's not Grey's Anatomy, she's she's got her eyes on her phone most of the time. But she couldn't take her eyes off of it because it reminded her of, like. Being a kid again. Yeah, being a kid again. The Goonies, that 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 feeling of adventure as a child. Why don't they make movies like that anymore? Like, that's the movie I want to see. I want to see the. I want to see the like adventure movie with a group of kids goes off on an adventure. I mean, it's the Goonie. It's like a just in their neighbor. I mean, not neighborhood necessarily. I mean, it is, but you know, just in their town. It's not like you're sending your kid on a <laughs> cross country adventure. <laughs> no, just give me a neighborhood adventure. You could make a you could make that movie cheap. Oh it yeah, it doesn't have to be a huge blockbuster movie. No. Someone has that movie in their head, where you could make that movie for you know. I I mean I don't know, a low budget, you know, like a three million dollar movie. Right, that's a super low budget right. for most. That's not a risk for most production companies, major ones, anyways. Right, you know, you could. Somebody has that story. Everyone has their own story. I mean, just write it, figure it out, whatever. I guarantee someone has a has that like '80s adventure story. Yeah, I guarantee it too. Somebody's got it. Somebody's got it. Watch, watch. Not mine. <laughs> mine is not. I mean, uh, I definitely want to make it. And I want to make it for as cheap as I can, but I want to make it. I don't want to send it off. Right. Uh, plus, mine's a Bigfoot movie, not just a random adventure movie. Have we been plugging the idea of your movie for the last five minutes? I think we have. Maybe. Don's question, written by Dan. <laughs> <laughs> written by, and it's that's it. Directed, produced. And filmed by Dan. In my head, it's amazing. And 
no one seems to give me any feedback, so I don't know who's read it and who yeah, is. That that that's that that's my job. For all of you listening, that was supposed to be my job, and I have fallen very short on that task. <laughs> no, not just you. I've I've gave it to a couple people to read, and the only person that said anything about it was uh, McNulty. Was like I love the opening, which is the rocket launcher scene. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess in a way it is based. It is like an '80s movie work opening with the rocket launcher. Right. That's definitely an '80s movie thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe, man. Maybe I am. I am. Uh, I am pitching that 80s yes. adventure. Yes, you are. But it's fine. Be proud of what you did. How many people actually do that shit? Well, I had a lot of free time, <laughs> and I wrote a movie in it. If you're hearing this, Mobus, 5S does not mean... <laughs> that's not uh, That <laughs> was not written in 5S. That was written covering someone else. <laughs> written in 2017 so i do have one complaint while we're sitting here watching the sound go up and down on the computer here yeah as soon as i go back this far this is where everything starts to die down can you hear that see that yep and i get one inch closer and all of a sudden it's back on yep so are we talking about literally putting our lips on these microphones in order to make this work i think so son of a bitch then half of this is gone (laughs) I think most of it's pretty good. Okay, good. And I'm going to try and adjust all the volume up as much as I can when right. I when I reformat to put it on. Right. And I'm leaving all of this in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, oh, did you see I got a new pop? A new pop? Hans Gruber. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't even know they made those. <laughs> Hans Gruber. Speaking of 80s action Oh, movies. this is uh, this is the Yippee-ki-yay scene right there, right? Oh, no, is he there that he shoots the cocaine? The g- <laughs> uh, either one, you know. Actually, they make two Hans Grubers because they make one in a trench coat. Is that the one where he's falling? Or the, the one where he's not getting onto the roof? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I know he's, it's like the same figure holding the gun and the phone, except he has a trench coat on. Hans Gruber. And if I can find that one, I'll buy that too. I would like to speak to Mr. McLean, to Lieutenant McLean. Die Hard was a series that I really enjoyed. I mean, I, I don't know if you can be a a middle, thir- middle 30s to 50s male in yeah. this country and not enjoy Die Hard. I, d- I don't know how it's possible. I agree. Um, except for the last one. Was it the last one, Live Free, Die Hard? No, it wasn't very good. Where was his kid in Russia? That was... Live Free and Die Hard was... That was the one with Timothy Oliphant, right? Because there, there, was, there was Die Hard Maybe. 1 and 2, Die Hard with a Vengeance... And then wasn't it Live Free or Die Hard? And that was where Timmy Olaf- Timothy Oliphant was like the ex-CIA guy who was yeah. the hacker who 
basically had everything. You could hack almost anything from Harrier jets to whatever. Yeah. Then the fifth one was the one where he was with his son, and that was, unfortunately... Die Harder. Die. Yeah, maybe. I, I can't remember. All I know is that it was the guy who played Captain Boomerang in Suicide Squad. That was his son. It was, um, what's his fucking name? Goddamn. Jai Courtney? Jai Courtney, yeah, Jai Courtney. Yeah, he was the bad, he was the, the, the bad guy assassin in Jack Reacher. A movie which I actually enjoyed, but. I don't know if I watched it. I think I watched the first one. Yeah, the first Jack Reacher? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he was the he was the guy that actually killed all the people. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was the guy that replaced Spartacus when the guy that played Spartacus died. Oh, really? I think so. Uh, he died at, like, was that? He died at, like, cancer, right? Wasn't yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Spartacus. I remember a few people telling me to watch that show back when it first started. I have the DVDs. Do you really? I think I have the whole series. I know I have... I'm pretty sure I have the whole series. Yeah. Huh. And also I have the whole series of Dexter. Definitely worth wor- watching. Both oh, yeah. Them. Dexter was fantastic. Actually, now the I'm last thinking episode. about it. I don't know if I even finished Spartacus. I own it, and I don't know if I finished it. I feel like... Because I feel like as they went on, the seasons got worse. That's sometimes how it works. And it's like, I feel like it got to the point where I was like halfway through, and my wife and I were like, yeah, we're not watching this. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you stretch a season on, you stretch a show on too long, the uh, attention span starts, the attention starts to die off. A lot of shows suffer from that problem, like we discussed last time. Oh, yeah. You know, five to six years is the most you can stretch before your audience starts to stop paying attention. Yeah. I don't even think that has anything to do with attention span. I think it just has to do with, you know, new shit. Running its course. Yeah, running its course. You know, nothing can last forever. I mean, nothing can be mash or not even mash. What am I saying? Mash didn't even last that long. Nothing can be cheers. You know, or Saturday Night Live. You know, Saturday Night Live is the only reason Saturday Night Live is still on is because it's different every week. Yeah. It's different from year to year. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's not a consistent cast. Right. I mean, there's no one left from the original. Well, like, I remember getting into an argument talking about shows that lasted a long time, like Law and Order, the original Law and Order. Did you ever watch Law and Order? Absolutely. Okay. I probably watched. And this is all thanks to TNT. Yes. <laughs> probably. And A&E. Yeah. TNT and A&E. Probably every single episode of the original Law and Order because of TNT and A&E. Yeah. Because it would be on for like five-hour blocks at right, a time. Right. And the thing is, is that I had friends that would tell me, there's no story in Law and Order. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, you you get to hear about... Uh, like the detectives' personal lives, you get to see how they're going through their divorce and how's. I mean, granted, they're small snippets because they're not the j- the crux of the episode, 
but they're the side things that make you understand why people are making certain decisions. Why does Benjamin Bratt all of a sudden assault a, a suspect? You know, because he's going through something else with at home. Blah 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 blah. You know, why does Lenny Briscoe have such a problem with certain types of drug dealers or certain? You know what I mean? Because his daughter ODs, right? Or no, his yeah. daughter was murdered, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, so like. It was just one of those things. And then seeing Sam Watterson go from the young Spitfire to the aged old, you know. Yeah. He knows it all, been through it all. He's coaching the next generation. I, I just Hang thought it was high McCoy. Right, dude. McCoy was the shit. I mean, basically what I would generally typically do is <laughs> I would turn away because I'd seen so many of them and seen repeats I would just turn away, and then around whatever the 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 bottom quarter of the hour, I would turn on, turn it back to the channel just to hear the final arguments, <laughs> because I knew the story. It was like it. That was the show. It was always on. It didn't matter. You could find that show. Yep. And it doesn't matter what point of the show it was on. You turn it on, and you, for some reason you get hooked. It's right. One of those weird things. It's like, and it's only the original. Like right. I've watched the other ones. I've watched Criminal Intent. I've watched SVU. Only the original can grab you where you're like, I gotta watch this. I don't know why. That's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I feel about that. <laughs> if if you were, to, I mean, how long has it been off the air now? The original Law and Order has been done for uh, like four years now. Longer than that. Yeah, it's been probably closer to ten. Get out of here. No, it's got to be. Well, either way, point is, is you could get any episode on, like you said, and it would draw me in. There's only a few things that do that to me. One, the Shawshank Redemption. It doesn't matter what time of day. It doesn't matter what <laughs> what it is. If I see the Shawshank Redemption, if I see Morgan Freeman or I see <laughs> Tim Robbins as Andy Dufresne, my channel surfing immediately ends. <laughs> <laughs> and even though I have that movie on Blu-ray, <laughs> it will be on my TV until the end of that movie. Yeah. But Honor uh, is the same way. Yeah, it is. Uh, I would say my movie for that, Jaws. doesn't matter where it's at in Jaws. Yeah. I can watch Jaws. Yeah. Um, See those eyes, those doll's eyes. That's right. Good old Quint. <laughs> Um, no, I, it's, I don't know, it, yeah, just that show, something about it, I don't know what it is, maybe I just have the soul of an 80-year-old man. I, I honestly think I was born in the wrong decade. Oh, I do too. Yeah. From everything from music, and I mean, I like music, modern music too, but I like a lot of older stuff. Um, yeah, movies, I love older movies. Over the newer movies, you can upgrade effects, but it doesn't touch it. It's right. You know, it might look nicer, but for some reason, I want that. It just takes me back to something that I shouldn't know about, but I do. Right. You know, I concur. Most of the movies that I enjoy the most are the ones that my... Yeah, there's sentimental values, of course, depending on what your relationships with family members are and all that kind of stuff, you know, how good a relationship you had. My dad took me to movies all the fucking time. You know what I mean? My dad, I was 
when I would spend the weekends at my dad's, that's what we'd do. We'd watch movies or golf. <laughs> that, was just, that was the extent, but I had no problem with it. It was, a, And it turned into one of the reasons why I'm even doing this podcast and why I know yeah. some detailed fact from a 1960s movie. Yeah. Right. So this was this was brought up to me the other day at work. As a, I was asked if there was any actor that was like, it doesn't matter what the movie they're in, that I'll go see it just because they're in it. And I really could not think of an actor that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see that movie because they're in it. Like, I can't think. I mean, I th- the closest answer I could, I could think of was Paul Rudd because for some reason... Who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Eh? Yeah. But for some reason, I enjoy almost every Paul Rudd movie that I can think of. Yeah, same here. Paul Rudd's a good answer. And he hasn't aged since Clueless. Right, no shit. He's <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't have a single he doesn't have a single blemish. <laughs> he he does you watch Clueless, you watch you watch the Avengers Endgame, and you're like he looks the same. <laughs> He's got a different haircut because the hairstyle has changed. It looks, but it looks like he put on about 20 more pounds of muscle. But other than that, it's the same dude. It's like, what? Right. How's he? How's this guy the same? He's The movie was 30 years ago almost, and he looks the same. Right. I would say Paul Rudd's a good one. I, I don't. Did you ever see that one where he plays, uh, what's it called, My Idiot Brother? Have you seen that movie? Yes. I love that movie. It's a secret. It's a secret that I like. I like that movie a lot. A lot more than I probably should. Uh, Idiocracy. That is a movie I love. I don't know why. You ever seen it? That's a Mike Judge movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. With uh, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, yeah. Yep. Yep. Luke Wilson and what's the girl from... She was on Saturday Night Live for a long time and... Maya Rudolph, I think. Maya Rudolph, yeah. 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 And, and Terry Crews is the president with Yes. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's I'm gonna have to send you this video that I saw about idiocracy. But uh about it coming true. Uh partially, yeah. But it also deals with the fact of like was it ahead of its time? Like what? What it makes a comparison about the idea of like, because we're such consumers, we deal with our stress through like you know a certain percentage of this you know of us deal with our stress through shopping, and what was it at the big be- in in when they walk into Walmart? It's welcome to Walmart. I love you. Your anxiety of being a successful human being. Welcome to Walmart. I love you. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, like, I don't, I don't feel like anyone should be. There shouldn't be like, oh, I secretly love this movie. If you like a movie, like it. Don't you don't have to hide what you like. I don't right. That's just my opinion, and I mean, everyone's got that. Oh, I love that song, or. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna sing this song in my car by myself, but I'm not gonna tell you anyone I <laughs> like this song. <laughs> Fuck no, right? I that just it doesn't make sense to me. Like what you like, um, you know, don't hide it. 
who cares what people think? And I, I am definitely different in that aspect where I generally do not, genuinely do not care what people think of me. So, like it or not. Right. I think that needs to be the new slogan. Maybe. And end every session with, like what you like, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Yeah, but we're about out of time, and I don't know, yeah. I guess, like what you like. Do what you want to do, unless it's murder, because that's never right. Murder's by Adam, okay? And have a good one. All right.